Isaiah chapter 54, verse 1. Let's go over this again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 54, verse 1. Isaiah 54 1 says, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not break, did not bear. Break forth or break what? Or what? Or break out into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. It says, Enlarge the place of thy tent. And let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. Come on, are you being stretched yet? Yes. Come on, are you getting ready for a bigger tent? Yes. Amen. And he said, don't spare anything, right? Yes. Verse 3, for thou shalt break forth or break out. Yes. On the right hand, somebody say break out. break out. Come on, say break out like you mean it. Break out. Thou shalt break out on the right hand and on the left hand, and thy seed, talking about Jesus, shall inherit the Gentiles, that's you and I, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Amen. Amen. So we know he's not just talking to the Jew. He included us in here, Amen. which we are spiritual Israel or spiritual Jews. Amen. Amen. We don't replace the Jews. We're spiritual Jews. Amen. We don't preach replacement in this church. Amen. 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 Glory to God, because God has not given up on his people. Amen. 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 You won't get this church talking about Jewish people. God said, bless them. You know, you're blessed if you bless them. But if you curse, if you curse them. So you better keep blessing. I was shocked. I went into the store the other went to the store to buy something, and I don't know, she got on a lady got on a subject and she started talking about these Zionists. I was shocked. I said, and I would never thought that would come out of her. <laughs> Amen. And she started bad mouthing Israel. Yeah, them Zionist pigs. I said, whoa, where'd that come from? But that still exists. Come on. And that was in this territory. <laughs> Amen. But get your mouth out, Israel. Amen. Glory to God. That's God's covenant people. And God don't play with his covenant people. Come on, say amen, somebody. He'll show you the God of Israel. <laughs> Amen. Look at verse 4. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. How many children of God we have in here? Oh, a couple of y'all. Amen. We'll work on the rest of y'all. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. He says, great shall be what? The peace of my children. And we know that word peace is a, Greek, is a Hebrew word, shalom, and it means health and prosperity. Come on, you need to take this every time you read this. Because he said, great shall be the health, come on, of my children. Are you a child of God? Amen. So is he talking to you? Amen. Come on, he said, great shall be the prosperity of my children. Are you a child of God? Amen. So is he talking to you? Amen. So are you supposed to be healthy and prosperous? Amen. Kind of, if you came here on Wednesday, you would know that. Come on, say amen, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 14. In righteousness... Shall thou be established, thou shalt be what? Far from oppression, for thou shalt not what? Fear, and from terror, for it shall not what? It shall not come near thee. In other words, don't be worried about no terrorist attacks. Because whatever they do, he says, it shall not come near you. Come on, say, it shall not come near me. Verse 15, behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whoever, 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 whoever shall gather together against you shall fall for your sake. Somebody say, I'll take that. So say, leave me alone. Glory to God. He says, behold, I've created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire. 
and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. And then he's saying to you here in 2016, no weapon. No what? No weapon formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against thee in judgment, you shall what? Condemn. Amen. He said, you shall what? Condemn. Once again, he did not say no weapon would ever form against you. He said the weapon that is formed against you, that weapon is not going to prosper against you. Come on, say amen, somebody. So what do they, whatever they do, whatever they say about you, however much they're challenging you, it has an end. Amen? And it will not prosper. It will not prosper. So stop worrying about it. Tell your neighbor, stop worrying about it. Glory to God. Why? Well, like he said, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And we know that's the foundation of breakout. Amen? And we know Jerry Seville said once again, this is going to be the year of the great breaking loose. Look for extraordinary things that are taking place in the heavenlies in 2016. We're going to see more and more notable miracles. I don't care if you get tired of hearing this or not. We're going to see more and more and more and more here, miracles breaking loose in the earth. More and more signs and wonders. More and more angelic visitations. More and more instant healings. More and more deliverance from demonic activity. More and more financial breakthroughs that we can, so that we can do more for the kingdom of God. The Lord told us during this great breaking loose, the enemy will no longer be able to hold back that which his faithful ones have been standing in faith for. Not even those things that looked as though they would never come to pass. Come on, you better continue to receive that. Then he said he's going to cause those things, amen, we've been standing in faith for to break loose suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. In such a way that no one will be able to deny the greatness of your God. And then he said, we're going to be rewarded. I like rewards. We're going to be rewarded. Rewarded beyond our highest expectation. And we shall abound in blessings as never before. Come on, that should do something to you every time you hear it. Then we also receive the word from the prophet of God, Kenneth Copeland. That this was going to be the year of the great, let your faith fill in the blank. I don't know about you, my list keeps getting bigger. Am I the only one or a couple people? Amen. Why? He said, whatever your faith and your heart can believe, you can have it in 2016. He said, whatever. Amen. And he said, don't start putting things on your list that are possible. Why? Because he's the God of the impossible. Amen. So he said, step out there. Come on, step out there. Come on, let your imagination just roll. How big can you believe? Come on, how big? Some of y'all can't even. And I'm going to talk about that one day, about believing. Because sometimes we have a believing problem. Amen. And we don't believe, we don't know how to believe for more than God has petitioned us to believe for. Come on, say amen, somebody. The Lord said, step out there. He said, get in my word. Step out with your faith. Lord said, let me show you my grace in 2016. Let me manifest myself in your life in the land of the living. Why? Because he says, I want others to see what I'm doing in your life. Why? Because when you get through it, when you get through it, 2016, he said, you're going to have a testimony. You're going to boldly decree, look what the Lord has done. Oh, come on, somebody give the Lord a praise in here. Hallelujah. Once again, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing some more. It doesn't come by what you heard last Sunday. Glory to God. Turn to Isaiah 43, 19. We're not going to drop it. We're not going to drop it. We're going to keep pressing for more and more of it. Amen. Isaiah 43, 19. 
Because this is what the Lord also told us. Amen. He brought it to my spirit. He said, Behold, I will do a what? I will do a what? And every time I read that now, that now just jumps off. He said, I'll do a what? New thing now. Somebody say now. Come on, say he's doing a new thing in my life now. He said, now shall it bring, shall it spring forth? Shall you not know it? I will eat, make it a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Once again, it's not something new to the earth. It's just something that's new to you. God is going to do something new in your individual life and in your family that you've never seen before. Come on, somebody say, I'll take that again. Come on, say, I'll take that. Now turn to Romans 4.16. Know what he says here? Therefore, it is a, it is a what? I'll let you get there. See, y'all trying to finish my sentence because you know what I'm getting ready to say. <laughs> I ain't going to let you do the cheat sheet. Amen. Amen. Romans 4.16. What does it say here? Therefore it is of what? Faith that it might be by what? Grace. And then say it is of grace that it might be by faith. Because everything we heard for 2016 is by the grace of God. But the only way to access it is by faith. Amen. That's why you have to activate your what? Faith. And how does faith come once again? By hearing and hearing what? So we said start meditating on these prophecies. Meditating on these prophecies. Amen. Start meditating on the scriptures that you have already lined up with what you use when you're filling the blanks. Come on, you don't just make a list. You put some scripture to it. Come on, say amen, somebody. And that's when you start watching things happen and watch suddenly start to appear and manifest in your life. So you need some scripture to it. Somebody say scripture. Turn to Genesis 41. Some of y'all been lazy in that area. I said some of y'all been lazy. You got a list but only got one scripture on it. Just smile. I won't be talking to you. Come on. Genesis 41. Once again, let's begin to line everything up with the word of God because once again, faith comes by hearing the written word and hearing the rhema word from heaven so that we can have something to say. And here in Genesis 41, we know Joseph is in prison. It was partly his fault, come on, because of his pride and selfishness, amen, that'll get you in trouble every time, amen. You see, he would have never been made a slave if he would have just kept his vision God gave him to himself. No, but instead, he wanted to be puffed up and had the nerve to tell his brothers that already didn't like him because they thought he was daddy's favorite. Come on, say amen, somebody. And then he told them twice, twice, one day, you're all going to bow down to me. That's the wrong thing to tell somebody that don't like you. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. So he said, one day all y'all are going to what? Bow down to me. And that's why they sold his butt <laughs> to be a slave. And he ended up in prison. So they figured out, okay, let's see you reign from slavery. Amen. Now the prison part he didn't have anything to do with because why? Amen. But the slave part he did. But what happened is here in prison he's in prison because of his master's wife. What she do? She falsely accused him of raping her. But guess what? He kept his heart and his attitude right. See when you're wronged you ever been wronged? You always got to practice. This is practice now. To keep your heart and your attitude right. Amen. Amen. And Joseph kept his heart and his attitude right. Amen. Amen. Because why? Because life is not always fair. Has anybody ever found that out? Come on now. And listen, 
Just because life is not fair, it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. Amen? Amen. Because that's going to depend on whether or not you keep your heart right and your attitude right and you trust God. Anybody trust God in here? Or whether or not you just go to your own device and do your own thing, amen, amen, and become a casualty because you want to do it your way. So here Joseph is in prison, and he divinely comes in contact with two of the king's servants. One was a butler, and the other was a baker. And if you know the story, they both had a dream. And Joseph interprets both dreams because he's seen a sad look on their face. Come on, say amen, somebody. And one of the dreams he interpret, interpreted was favorable, and the other was not. Because one dream that they told him, one person was going to be, be restored to his position, but the other dream he interpreted, he told him, you're going to lose your head. Come on, say amen, somebody. And it happened just as he had interpreted. So here we come, Pharaoh had two dreams. And he couldn't find anyone to interpret it. But because of his divine, because of divine intervention, see, God believes in divine intervention. Well, God will intervene on your behalf, send you somebody at the right time, at the right place, that you didn't even know that they would be effective in your life or have some type of something in your life later on down the road. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. So God gave him a divine intervention, a divine connection, I could say. The butler. And the butler remembered Joseph because why? Because of his favorable interpretation towards him. So look at verse 12. It says, And there was there with us a young man in Hebrew, servant of the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he did what? He interpreted us our dreams. To each man according to his dream did he interpret and then verse 13, and it came to pass as he interpreted to us, so it, so it was, me he restored unto my office, and him he hanged. Amen. Then Pharaoh, Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and he brought him hastily out of the dungeon. Now he wasn't just in prison, he was where? In the dungeon. And it says he shaved himself, changed his raiment, and came in unto Pharaoh. Notice he shaved himself and changed his clothes. In other words, he got rid of the prison look. Sometimes believers have the tendency to have a prison look. They look bound all the time. Look depressed all the time. Look so pressed they have their what? Prison look. So what did he do? He, took, he got rid of the prison look. Come on. See, in prison, everybody probably wanted to look hard. So they didn't shave. Come on, say amen, somebody. But Joseph sensed something in his spirit. He sensed, I know I'm not coming back here. Oh, you ain't listening to me. He sensed, I know I'm not coming back here. He sensed that this was his time for a breakout. And see, you should be sensing in your, this is your time. Let me say it again. You should be sensing this is your time to break out. So you need to clean yourself up like Joseph. Put on something that's going to make you feel special. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You know, there's certain clothes you wear. When you look in the mirror, you sit to yourself, man, you look really good. And sometimes you stay in that mirror for about five, ten minutes just looking at yourself. Come on, say amen, somebody. But some people need a fashion police. And they need to be, they need to be arrested before they leave out the door. Because why? They dress like they feel. Depressed. Sad. Mad. Discouraged. Upset with the world. And you can see it all on the outside of them. Even in their clothes. 
So once again, he saved himself, and he changed his raiment, and came in unto Pharaoh. And you know the story. Joseph interprets the dream. Then in verse 32, he says to Pharaoh, verse 32, For that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice is because the thing is established by who? God. And God will shortly, shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seventh plenteous year. But notice this one thing about Joseph. Joseph had no pride in him. He is a very humble person. Now, he could have said, I'm the man. But he said, I want you to go out there and look. But this is what I want you to look for. Look for a man that's discreet and wise. Come on. He wants him to say, that's me, that's me, that's me. Come on, he said, go out and look. Look out. I mean, look beyond me. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said, let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seventh plenty of years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food for it in the cities. And that food shall be for store in the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of what? Pharaoh. In the eyes of all his what? Servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is a man whom the Spirit of God is. Some of you are going to break out in the spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom. You're going to know some things by the Spirit supernaturally that no one else on the job could ever figure out. Oh, somebody needed to that no one else in your line of work could have ever come up with an idea like that. Somebody say, I'll take that. And one minute you'll just be flipping burgers and the next minute you'll be running a restaurant. Why? Because your dungeon days are over. Let me say it again. Your dungeon days are of over. Those days of you feeling like the dust of the ground are over. Somebody say, I'll take that. But you're going to have to be like Joseph, shave your beard and change your clothes and believe you receive it before you see it. Let me say that again. Believe you receive it before you see it. Somebody say, I have it and I take it. Come on, say, I have it, and I take it. Verse 39. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou, and thou shalt be what? Come on, thou shalt be what? Over my house, according to all thy word, shall all my people be ruled. No, he said, over over my house, and unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne where I gather will thou be greater, will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And then Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen. Oh, come on, y'all. Somebody should say, I received that right now. That's, that, that, that's on my clothing list. Come on. <laughs> Amen. And put a gold chain about his neck. And Pharaoh took off his ring. Well, put a gold, put it for 43. And he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. So he had the duplicate limousine chariot. Amen. And they cried before him and bowed the knee. And he made him what? Ruler over what? All of Egypt. All the land of Egypt. Somebody say all the land of Egypt. Come on. He went from the dungeon to rulership suddenly. Suddenly. 
Come on, some of y'all should be looking for sudden promotions. Sudden promotions. Sudden promotion. Some of you are breaking out of that dungeon this year. And like we stated last year, some of you are breaking out that debt this year. Come on, you're breaking out that sickness and disease this year. You're breaking out all that pain and discomfort this year. Somebody say this year. Now understand this. Now once this place in your heart has come, and you're settled in here about what was prophesied. You're what? Settled in here about what is prophesied. See, my faith has been exercised. As far as I'm concerned, this is my great breakout year. As far as I'm concerned, this is my great breaking loose year. As far as I'm concerned, this is my great faith in the faith filling the blanks year. And see, I may not see it right now, but I know in my heart, I have it and I take it. And if I know in my heart that I have it and I take it, what time is it then? It's time to praise. Come on, it's praise time. Tell your neighbor, it's praise time. But turn with me to Psalms 8 verse 1. Hallelujah. Some of you are already activated in the praise already. But you're going to see what happened when you did that. You're going to see why God wanted to bring you to such a high praise. And that's something you should continuously do. Psalms 8 verse 1. Notice what he says here. Psalms 8, 1. O Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in what? In all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens. Then, listen to this now, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, hast thou what? Hast thou what? Ordain what? Remember that now. Ordain what? Strength. Because of thine enemies, that thou might have stilled the enemy and the avenger. Come on, let's read that again. Out of thy mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thy enemies. Come on, that thou, thou mightest steal the enemy, steal the stopping men's tracks, and the avenger. Now, turn to Matthew 21, 16, because Jesus actually interprets this scripture. Matthew 21, 16. Matthew 21, 16. Are you there yet? It says, he said unto them, Hear thou what these say. And Jesus saith unto them, Yeah, have you never read? What? Psalms 8, 1 and 2. Have you never, ever, never read? Out of the what? Didn't we just read that? Out of the mouth of babes and suckling. But notice what he says. Thou hast perfected praise. Thou hast what? Thou hast what? Perfected praise. In other words, Jesus equated praise and strength. Praise and strength. And we know Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is a result of your praise. And that's where your strength comes from. Oh, somebody in this room with me. Well, go with me to Psalms 9.1. The joy of the Lord is a result of your praise. And that's where your strength comes up. But notice what he says here. Let me read Psalms 8.1 while you're turning there. Let me let, get it in your heart and your spirit so you can understand where we're coming from. O Lord our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and suckling has thou ordained strength. 
because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the avenger and the, steal the enemy and the avenger. Then Jesus said, Out of the mouth of bays and suckling, thou hast perfected praise, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, say amen, somebody. Here in Psalms 9, 1, he says, I will what? I will what? Praise thee. Oh, Lord, with my what? Whole heart. Not no half heart thing. He said, with your what? Whole heart. I will show forth forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad in what? Rejoice in thee. I will sing praises to thy name, O thou most high. Then in verse 3, when? Not if. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. Why? Because he inhabits. He inhabits the praises of his people. See, when God's presence shows up, your enemies are turned back and they shall fall. Even the greatest enemy which is enter you. What does God inhabit? The praises of his people. Praises of his what? People. But notice what he said, what happens? They show, the enemies are turned back. Because why? When the presence of God comes down, the enemies got to go. That's why the devil would love for you not to praise him, young people. And old people. And in between people. He would love for you to shut your mouth and not give God the proper praise because he knows God's presence doesn't come and shake off what you're dealing with. But we're not done. Say name, we're not done. Hebrews 13, 15. He inhabits the praises of his people. Because when you begin to praise God, guess what? His presence comes down and turns back all the enemies against you. Turns them back. Come on, he turns them back. It says they perish at his presence. But who brings that presence on? Your praise. Your what? Your what? Or what if I don't praise God? What happens to my enemies? They encamp around me and they're allowed to do whatever they want to do because of my stubbornness. Come on, say amen, somebody. When God gave me something to get the devil off my back, and I am foolish enough not to use it. Because sometimes I, I, I like to collect cool points. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us what? By him, therefore, let us what? Offer the sacrifice of praise to God. How often? How often? Continually, that is the what? The fruit of our lips. That means opening up your mouth. The fruit of your lips. That means opening up your mouth and giving thanks to his name. Come on, say amen, somebody. But in this this scripture, sacrifice is key. Somebody say sacrifice. Because you got to know, when, it, when does it become a sacrifice of praise? Amen? See, we got to get to the place. When you get comfortable at a level of praise, it's time to push it to another level. And some of us are comfortable at a level of praise. And God is saying it's time to push that thing to another level. To a what? Well, let, let's see why. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. He said continually. 
offering a sacrifice of praise with the fruit of your lips. That means there's something that you're supposed to say about God and to God. Come on, say amen, somebody. It should never be a time where you're tight-lipped during a praise and worship service. In other words, you just told the devil, have your way. And I guarantee you, he will accommodate you. He'll be waiting for you outside the door. Waiting for you in your car. Amen. And that's not a work. He'll be waiting for you on your job tomorrow morning. Amen. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you wonder, what's what going on here? And the Holy Spirit going to bring back to your remembrance. Remember you sitting there like this and everybody else is praising God? <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. 2 Chronicles 21. 20, verse 1. And it came to pass after this that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them other besides Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to what? To battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on, the side, on this side, Syria. And behold, they be Hazazonatomar, which is Ingani. Amen. But what did Jehoshaphat do? Jehoshaphat do in verse 3, it says, And Jehoshaphat what? Feared and set himself. To do what? Seek the Lord. And proclaim they fast throughout all Judah. Now some of you really need to seek the Lord more than you did last year. Let me say it again. Some of you need to seek the Lord more than you did last year. But like we said a couple of weeks ago, some things you're going to encounter this year can only be encountered, or only can be spiritually discerned. So you have to be more spiritual this year. Come on, say amen somebody. So it says in verse 4, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord to do what? Ask help of the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to do what? Seek the Lord. Now, they didn't just leave a few people to pray this thing through. It didn't say just 5% of the church prays. Or just 10% of the church prays. And everybody just sits back and just wives on, rides on the waves of the 10% that's praying. Now it said, Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came. They all came. It says they came out. Ain't that what it says? They came out, amen, to do what? Seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the, before the what? The new court. In other words, he's in the house. That means he's where? He's in the temple. Verse 6, it said, Lord, God of our fathers, art not thou God in the heavens? And ruleth not thou over the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there, not, is there not what? Power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Come on, say amen somebody. Art not thou our God who did it drive, drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary then for thy name, saying, come on, say amen, somebody. Now, understand this. He's not making these words up, folks. The words he's saying are scripture. Tell your neighbor the scripture. And here are these people, they're all in one accord. Oh, Lord. They're all calling on their covenant that God had with them through Abraham. Why? Because these are covenant people. And they're letting God know about it. Are you a covenant person? Understand this. When you're doing this, you're not informing God of something he doesn't know. 
What's happening? While you're going through scriptures and presenting your case to God and petitioning God, guess what? It's building up on the inside of you. What's it doing? Building up on the inside of you. Why? Because you got a case and you know it. Come on, you got a what? Case and you know it. So you're not coming before God kicking and screaming with what's not coming out your nose, saying, please, God, help me. No. They're presenting their case. You're presenting your what? Your case. Look at verse 9. If when evil come up upon us as the what? As a sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy what? And in thy presence. For thy name is in this house and cry unto thee in our what? And our what? Affliction. Then thou would have what? Hear and what? And help. He will what? Hear and help. Well, the question is, where did they get this from? They got it from 1 Kings chapter 29, verse 30, and verse 44. What was this? This was the prayer Solomon prayed when he dedicated the temple. And God manifested himself in his glory. Come on, say amen, somebody. Solomon prayed these words, and what they're doing, they're taking God's own words and promises through covenant with him. Come on, you with me out here. Then in verse 10 it says, And now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did what? Destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come out, to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast what? Given us to inherit. Come on, think about it. Have you ever done something good for someone they turned around and turned against you? Verse 12, he said, Oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that thou come up against us. Neither know we what to do, but our what? But our eyes are upon you. Come on, say, my eyes are upon you, God. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, who's the prophet of the land at that time, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the what? The Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. The first thing God always tells you is to get rid of the fear. Fear not. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then he says, Be not what? Dismayed. The word dismayed is a Hebrew word, shatah, and it means to be shattered, to be broken, to be scared, or to be terrified. In other words, don't allow that thing to shatter you. Don't let that thing break you. Come on, say I won't be broken. Come on, say I won't be broken. Don't be scared of what they may do to you. And don't allow them to terrify you. Why? For the battle is not yours. But who? But who? But God's. But think about it. If it's God's, they're not fighting you. They're fighting against God. And God knows how to fight his own battles. Look at verse 16. He says, Tomorrow go you down against them. Behold, 
They come up by the cliff of the ziz. In other words, he's giving them wisdom, supernatural wisdom, of where the enemy's coming to attack them. Come on. And you shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeriel. And he says in verse 17, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Let me say it again. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Now, you still have to go to the battle. Come on, because you're going in faith. Not faith in your ability. Come on, because why? God is saying when you get there, you're not going to have to do anything to win. He said, just get there and in faith. Get there and be in faith when you get there. He says, set yourselves. Stand you still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Then he says it again, fear not. Because, you know, sometimes things go over people's head. So God got to remind you again. Fear not. Nor be dismayed. Don't allow that thing to shatter you. Don't let that thing break you. Come on, say, I will not be broken. Don't be scared of what they may do to you and don't allow them to terrify you. Why? Tomorrow. 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 Go out against them. For the Lord will be with you. Ah, oh, shit, can't I? What do you say? Go out against them. Why? For the Lord's going to be with you. Listen, they heard the word. And they, and they decided to believe the word in verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the heavens of Jerusalem fell before the Lord doing what? Worship. Notice the position of worship. Did you hear that? Notice the position of worship. Then in verse 19 it says, And the Levites and the children of the Kohites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Y'all just missed the whole point. Just stop it, 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 just stop it. He just said, they stood up and praised the Lord, and y'all sat there. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. understand it. <laughs> that just went behind me. That's why I tell people when you're praising God, come on, you shouldn't praise him from a sitting down position. That's disrespectful. And that's not praising him in faith. You hear what I just said? That's not even convincing yourself that God is going to do what he promised. And he is a big God in your life like you say he is. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, you bow to worship, but you stand to praise. Don't be praising God and you still sitting down. <laughs> Y'all to turn me up back there, Magic. Magic. Turn me up. It says they stood up to praise the Lord. If 
if they stood up, that means they were already down in a position. Then they stood up. Come on, when are we going to learn something what the Bible says? What are we going to do it God's way instead of our own way? Well, we always want God's results, but we don't want to do it God's way. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes we get too lazy. You shouldn't be coming here tired on a Sunday morning. Most of y'all weren't here yesterday while I was here with the team cleaning up. And still had to go home and preach a message to get into bed till 1 o'clock this morning. So what you tired for? Give God praise. Let's give God glory. Let's give God honor. He deserves all the praise. He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the honor. Because he's been too good to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, now y'all can sit down. Don't get, we ain't done yet, though. We just getting warmed up. Because we ain't got to the sacrifice of praise yet. So it said they stood up and praised the God of Israel with a loud voice on high. There were no church mice in the church. That means everybody raised their voice to God. There were no hallelujah. Glory to God. God, you're so good. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go on, honey, you praise him for me. Hallelujah. Well, none of that. And see, they didn't even see any evidence yet. All they just heard was the word of the Lord. And they're acting in faith. Hear what I just said. They're acting in faith, praising God. Like it's already been taken care of. You see, you don't wait until you see your faith fill in the blanks come to pass to praise God. You don't wait until you see a manifestation of a great breakout year before you begin to praise God. You don't wait until you see more and more of the great breaking loose year before you begin to praise God. If you truly believe what the prophet spoke over year 2016, it ought to cause you to want to praise God. It ought to cause you to say, I have it and I take it. It ought to cause your hands to automatically go up. It ought to cause your mouth to start praising God with a loud voice. Why? Because it is your great breakout year in your health, break, breakout year in your wealth, breakout year in what God has called you to do. It's your breakout year as you've never seen before or never been before. Come on. It ought to cause your mouth to start praising God with a loud voice because why? It's your great faith filling a blank year. Come on. Whatever your faith can believe, you will receive in 2016. Hallelujah. 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 See, you ought to give God praise in advance. Because why? This is your year. This is your year. This is your year. You're not waiting till December 31st of this year to give God praise. But go to verse 20. Look at verse 20. Because now we're getting to the nitty-gritty here. See, in verse 20, we always thought, I don't know about you, I always thought, we always got, thought that God told him to set those praisers out in front of the army. 
We always thought that God told him to do that. But look at verse 20. Let's read it closely. And go down to verse 21. And they rose up early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe as prophets, so shall you what? Prosper. Because they heard the word of the Lord from the, from the prophet, right? And it says, notice now, it says, and when he had consulted the people, he didn't consult God. It says, when he consulted who? When he consulted who? The people, not God. He appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. In other words, they made the decision to put praise first. You hear what I just said? They made the decision to put praise first. You see, this takes some believing. It takes some believing what the prophet said when he said the battle is not yours, it's God's. And then you all have to decide to get out in front of the army. This is faith. You're getting out in the army. Come on. Come on. This is a year, folks, that you're going to have to do some marching. This is the kind of faith that you're going to have to walk in this year. Because you've got to think about this. Here you got praisers in the front. They're staring directly in the face of this massive army. they got all these weapons, and they're arrayed against them. They're facing them. The weapons are in the back. So, you know, I'm pretty sure some people in that, in that line were saying, I really hope this works. <laughs> Because <laughs> if it doesn't, we're going to be the first to die. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. But listen, folks. This is the sacrifice of praise. This is the sacrifice of praise. You must go into this year marching out in front with your praise on your lips. You hear what I just said? Let me say it again. You must go into this year marching out in front with praise on your lips. You shouldn't have to wait to get the church to praise God. You shouldn't have to wait until Minister Walker gets up here and says, let's praise God to start praising God. You shouldn't have to wait till I get up here, come on, and tell you to praise God for you to praise God. You ought to be praising him when you come in the door, praising him in your kitchen. You should be praising him in your car, praising at your desk. You should be praising him everywhere you go. And when people ask you, what in the world are you doing? You tell them, I'm praising the one who my blessings flow. Well, what happened? Second Chronicles 20, verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, <laughs> notice this now. Come on, you half praisers. Notice this. You half praisers. You know who you are. Nothing happened until they began to sing and praise the Lord. It says, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, nothing happened until they began to sing and praise God. That should tell you something. See, God had already spoken what was going to be, but just because God says something doesn't mean it automatically happens. 
And sometimes that's what we think, that we don't have a part to play in this. You have a part to play in this too. The question is, are you willing to do your part? See, they stepped out into danger and began to praise God. They stepped out into danger and began to praise God. Most people were in the midst of a trial or tribulation or danger. The last thing they do is praise God. They do a lot of cussing. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why is it me out here? Honey, see this, they're talking about praising God. They're talking about praising God. You see these people getting ready to shoot me? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> Come on. Amen. But they stepped out into danger and began to praise God. And it says, when they begin to sing and praise. Listen to me, people. Somebody got to get this. Because we've been playing with this thing too long. Giving God this half-hearted praise. They knew how to get God on the scene. Y'all turned me down up there. I can't... I, they knew how to get God on the scene. Come on, say amen, somebody. They knew how to praise God. It says, when they begin to sing and praise, that's when the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which, come, which were come up against Judah, and it says they were what? They were smitten, and the Bible says none escaped. Listen closely. Sacrifice of praise is when you put you and your faith and your worship and your praise right out in front for the whole army of devils to see. That's the sacrifice of praise. That's the sacrifice of praise. When you put you and your faith and your worship and your praise right out in front for the whole army of devils to see. And then you understand if, listen, and you get them, let them know, listen, if you cut off my head, The last thing you're going to hear from me is praise my God. Let the devil know that. Listen, if you cut off my head, I don't care. The last thing you're going to hear come out of my mouth is I'm giving God praise. That's the sacrifice of praise. In verse 25, it said, When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoils of them, listen to this now, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies, precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more. What did it say? More. More than they could carry away. And they were three days. Three whole days. Gathering the spoil. Why? Come on, we see it again. A great wealth transfer. Well, what started it? The sacrifice of praise. They put themselves, come on, say amen, somebody. They put their faith, they put their worship, and they put their praise 
right out in front for the whole army of devils to see my God is a good God. My God is an awesome God. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. But my God is a mighty God. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Somebody need to give God praise right now. Come on, somebody need to give God praise right now. Somebody need to give him glory right now. Come on, do I have any true praisers in the house? Do I have any true praisers in the house? Do I have any true praisers in the house? Hallelujah. 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 Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor. We exalt you, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise right now. Come on. Your enemies are scattering right now. Your enemies are scattering right now. Oh, shakata. Oh, my, 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 my. Come on, man. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. That's why you got to understand why the devil likes to take your praise. That's the first thing he attacks. He'll attack your praise. He will attack your praise. He will attack your praise. Hallelujah. See, he'll get you to believing it don't take all of that. But God is saying it's time to take your praise to another level. You want greater results? Give him a greater praise. You want to grow to a greater level? You go to a greater level in your praise. Glory to me. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, O Lord.